Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's your weekend? Uh, pretty good. Um, it was pretty cold yesterday. Um, I uh, took Luke for a walk. Um, and it was definitely one of the coldest days of the uh, of the year, I think, or of the winter. And um, like I, uh, I didn't have gloves on because um, I couldn't find my gloves. And uh, I just went like, I don't know, like a, not like maybe like a fifth of a mile down the road, maybe less. And like my hands started to like, they feel like they were going to like get frostbitten. So I had to just keep them in my jacket and then hurry back to the house. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I packed my... Uh, See, I thought I was being smart at the end of last winter. I packed all my winter stuff somewhere, but I couldn't find it this this winter. Mm. Um, and I thought I'd be fine just going for a quick walk, but I I wasn't. Um, and uh, but then I found I did end up finding my winter stuff after, so I'm good now. But um, so yeah, yesterday was super cold, and then um, today was nice. I went for a walk in the woods today, and um. There's a, we have this uh this park near our house with some uh with some trails and um so I walked those trails some really nice trails and there's this uh there's this nice bridge um along the trails which goes over this like uh creek uh very nice bridge and um today there was a uh, this old man <laughs> old man um standing in the middle of the bridge and uh okay yeah and i uh he's just like peering over the water so i uh i go i go walking along the bridge go to walk by him and um he says hi to me and he introduces himself his name was tom and uh it was tom brady no i'm just kidding um um, it was this uh this old guy named tom and um he said he lives in the uh there's some elderly housing uh, nearby, which he's, he, he says that's, um, that's where he lives. And he says he walks, uh, these trails like, um, like every day and, um, uh, seemed like a really nice guy and everything. Um, and then, uh, I go to leave and I'm leaving and he says, he says to me, um, if you, <laughs> he says, if you hear any screaming or shrieking, don't worry, I'm just doing my, <laughs> I'm just doing my shower shrieking, um, which I guess is like this. I, I don't know. He called it shower, shower shrieking. Um, so I start walking away and, you know, he starts like shrieking and screaming. Um, I, 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 I don't know if it's something I guess it's like some therapeutic type of thing. Um, but yeah, he, you know, so that was that was Tom um, okay. on the bridge. <laughs> um, Tom on the bridge. It's home on the bridge. Um yeah, so uh so that's basically my, my weekend so far. Um uh, mm. how was your weekend? Not bad. Uh it sounds like yeah, it sounds like uh it sounds like Tom wasn't really expecting anyone to <laughs> be walking by. 
So he probably felt obligated to like introduce himself <laughs> and then explain why he was going to be screaming. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. But it, it was it was interesting though because he didn't like he didn't wait for me to like completely leave. Like right. I was still within like twenty five feet of him. And he starts <laughs> he starts shrieking um, into the <laughs> abyss. Um, <laughs> um, you know which which I appreciate. I think. Yeah. It's just someone being their own self, you know, and yeah, yeah, he didn't um... care that. <laughs> yeah, I Good um... to see that sometimes. No, it really is, and I, like mm. he he's a little older, so I don't think he was like quite all there, um, which maybe explains why he felt comfortable doing that. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of sh- shower shrieking before? Before? Um. No, so, so what? He was just like screaming, or yeah, he's like making shrieking noises. He only did a he only he only did a couple. Um, <laughs> yeah, just peering over the bridge into the woods and just letting a couple shrieks out. <laughs> huh. Um, he called it showering. Um, so I think it's like some type of therapy thing. Mm. Um, but uh. That did get me to thinking, um, because right before I saw Tom, what I was thinking to myself was how nice the trails were and, and how much I enjoyed going there. And um, and then right after I met Tom and he did his shrieks, my my initial <laughs> my initial thought was like, I don't want to come here anymore. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of stopped myself and I was like. What, there's nothing wrong with this, you know. Right. He's, he's just a harmless older guy who's wants to do this thing, and I was like, you know, I shouldn't be scared of that just because he's being himself, you know. Like, I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to be scared of Tom. You know, I'm gonna. You know, if I see Tom again on the trails, you know, I then you know I'll say hi. You know, and. You know, I I just I just don't I don't want to be scared of someone just because they're being themselves. You know, I don't know. I'd probably be scared. (laughs) I know. know. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm trying to look up shower shrieking. (laughs) I don't know if it's actually a thing. I don't. It's probably not called shower shrieking. Call it's right. he said showering. Um, I don't know how you would look it up. Showering, I don't. If you look up showering in the woods, I don't know what would. <laughs> I don't know what would come up. Let's see. I think I'm good. <laughs> Let's see. Um, sh- shower screaming maybe. Shower. Uh, just like why why is your shower making whistling squealing sound shower steamers shower uh (laughs) shower scream shower screen shower shower screaming noise (laughs) yeah i don't know if this is i don't i I think tom was making this up Uh, (laughs) shower screaming therapy um, 
Yeah, I don't scream screaming therapy. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, screaming therapy. There we go. Um screaming therapy. This is this is for women, but I'm okay. sure it would work for men too. Women everywhere right. are doing screaming therapy as a healing way to release anger and trauma. Hmm. Hmm. He also he also was wearing a hat with an American flag. So I'm thinking maybe there's a chance he's a veteran, which means mm. maybe he has like PTSD. Yeah. Um, which maybe that's yeah. like a, a type of coping coping mechanism or something. If you were to guess, how old was he? He said older. Well, he wasn't super old. He seemed like 60. Um, but at the same time, he yeah. did seem like he wasn't quite all there. Like, And the reason why I say that is because I told him I take my dog for walks there sometimes. And I he's a mini Australian Shepherd. And then like a moment later, he asked me what kind of dog he was. So mm. I'm kind of thinking he wasn't like fully there. Um, but yeah, he, seemed, yeah. he seemed somewhat there. He wasn't like completely like you know not there yeah yeah he's probably a veteran and he probably has some sort of trauma and that doing that probably helps him you know I, i'd rather someone be doing that than like hardcore drugs or something you know oh like, yeah yeah so it's it might be a little freaky you know because it's just not something that you see every day but um if that helps him, then more power to him. And I, you know, I hope he keeps doing it. Yeah. Hope he keeps it up. Yeah, I hope so. And it got me thinking like how hard we try in our society to like blend in with everyone else and to like mm -hmm. not show who we are. And, yeah. you know, like if you look at like kids, like little mm. kids, like four or five mm -hmm. years old, they're, you know, we look at them as like crazy because they're like showing their personality, you know, like whether they're like running around or like screaming or playing, they're just being themselves. You know, they haven't mm. like conformed to society yet. Or if you look at, um, uh, if you look at people with, um, that are, uh, um, mentally challenged. You right. know, usually mentally challenged people like they'll like make noises in public or like talk loudly in public. And, um, you know, they're they're really just being themselves and, you know, doing what they want to do. Um, they haven't like conformed like most other people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was I was just thinking like there, there's there's really nothing wrong with, you know, just like being yourself, you know, um, you know. I just I think it's a little odd how how hard we try to just to just blend in and, and not be noticed. Yeah, it's almost like. Uh, it's almost like a survival thing to blend yeah. in like that. Yeah, I know no, you're right. We're yeah. we're kind of like institutionalized in a way. Yeah. And. I was actually thinking about this earlier, you know, I was thinking about um, my time in the Marine Corps and, um, you know, kind of experiencing that, you know, being a little institutionalized and it's like, we all are, you know, in a way, um, we, we can form and we don't even really realize it. Yeah.
and it's a way of avoiding you know uh trouble i guess you know it's like it's like we're not allowed to be ourselves yeah we have restrictions and as soon as you know that's the thing it's like you know um uh mentally challenged people like you said they express themselves and i kind of admire that you know yeah the way i wish i could do that yeah <laughs> minus the autism but yeah um you know i mean I, I, it's weird you know it's like are we the ones who are autistic you know <laughs> yeah we're the weird ones yeah we're the we're the messed up ones you know the autistic people are fine they're the normal yeah. ones they're the, they're living their lives and yeah and here we are um you know we restrict ourselves yeah and i've always admired people like growing up i always admired different people in a way for just how they're able to like express themselves you know yeah. people who are more like vocal and you know, they show their personalities, you know, no matter where they are, you know, it's like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I, I see more and more people expressing themselves um, at my school. Like I have this, um, you know, people just showing their personalities and, stuff like that um and that's what kind of made me think of you know when i thought when i <laughs> my immediate reaction to tom you know it was like initially mm -hmm. it was like what a freak you know i'm not yeah anymore. yeah but then mm -hmm. i was like i was thinking of my school we have you know a lot of students you know some of them are like you know they're gay or you know trans or whatever even if they're you know if they're not they're just a lot of students that just aren't afraid to just show who they are and a lot of these you know great personalities and stuff and you know and i've come to really appreciate you know those students that you know are you know just being themselves and expressing who they are because i've gotten to know a lot mm -hmm. of them and they're, you know they're really great kids and then i was just relating that to tom where he's he's mm -hmm. just being himself he's just mm -hmm. doing what he wants to do and he also he was thoughtful enough to tell me what he was doing and kind of why he was doing it, you know, by calling it showering, it made me realize like there was a reason to what he was doing, you know, probably like a therapeutic thing. And, you know, um, so then I was, at, at least by doing that, I'm aware of it and I'm able to, you know, analyze it and, you know, um, uh, justify it. Um, whereas if he just started screaming, then I'd be, yeah. then, I, then I probably would be like, okay, I'd probably run back <laughs> thinking there was something wrong or something. <laughs> um, so, so I'm, I'm glad he, uh, I'm glad he, uh, he warned me. Um, but you know, I, I, I just, it was, it was cool. I think for myself that I realized that I had that initial reaction of this guy's a freak and mm. then like immediately right after i was like he's not a freak you know he's he's just you know he's lived a long life and you know this is part of his lifestyle and there's nothing wrong with that yeah 
Yeah. And he probably wasn't, like I said, he probably wasn't expecting to see anyone. Maybe. You no. Know. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's true though. You know, I admire that. <clears throat> and, uh, it goes to show like who we really are, you know, and this country kind of corrupts you a little bit, kind of strips away, like your personality away in a way and social media and, you know, stuff like that definitely has a lot to do with it, but it's just weird. You know, like I remember like just being in school, if you were a certain way, uh, it's like you weren't allowed to be that way, you know, or you would be looked at and, it's like you didn't want that you know you wanted people to look at you and think highly of you and like think a certain way of you and you know you didn't want to be like that weird kid or something you know and but it's like now i wish i was that weird kid yeah you know i wish i was myself yep and yeah you know we're, we're kind of we're we really are like fake you know <laughs> yeah very fake yeah that's why i like you know, I always say, like, I have no idea who my coworkers are, even though I see them every day, because it's always the yeah. same thing. It's always like, hi, how you doing? How is it? How, you know, mm -hmm. how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. How was yours? Oh, it was good. And it's like, all my coworkers seem like, you know, like great people, like, you know, they're always happy and smiling and they're always having like great weekends and stuff. But like, I have no idea who any of them are, like at all right because they're right. just they're not being themselves they're just putting on a facade of yeah who who they want to uh who they want how they want to come across um that's how they're acting um so it would be nice to see like if people were you know showed their personalities uh, a little bit more yeah for sure and Sometimes I get annoyed, like when I go in public, like going to a store or something, and you just hear people talking, and you're like, you. Th I just think to myself, like that's not really you, you know. Oh, and yeah, and then like <clears throat> it was funny. I was at the gas station a couple days ago, and I realized like how much of a robot I can be sometimes. Um, you know, you do the whole thing like, "Thank you, have a good day." Yeah. you know that thing and yeah. like you don't mean it you know it's just no. to see you say it and yeah. the cashier was like all right <laughs> he was like all right you're all set and i was like all right thank you you too <laughs> yeah. and i'm like thinking i'm like wait what, what yeah. did i just say yeah <laughs> and it's just like you just say things just to like I, I like personally i just say things just to get out of there you know and I'm not looking to like really make conversation with people a lot of the time, no. you know, and, and situations like that, obviously if I'm with friends, it's different, but yeah, like day-to-day -day interactions with different people. I'm just like, I'm such a robot, you know, I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very robotic too. Mm. Um, you know, I was just kind of thinking about myself and like how I've just spent my whole life just trying to blend in, <laughs> trying to not be noticed. Right. Um, like just trying so hard. Like that's like what my entire life is based around. Like just mm -hmm. not being noticed by anyone. Um, and, you know, part of that is I am like kind of a naturally um, antisocial person. 
Um, and, you know, part of it is just, you know, is just wanting to conform and, you know, just mm -hmm. to just want not want to be noticed. Um, but I do think I do kind of feel like things are changing a little bit. Like I, I, you know, like I mentioned earlier at my school, I do see more and more stu students like showing who they are and mm -hmm. showing their personality. Um, I think it is becoming more acceptable to kind of show who you are more like if you think about like society in like i don't know the 50s like i think it was probably even more conforming than the way mm. it is now like because first if if you were like a certain type of person in the 50s like you you couldn't show that you know um, mm. i think it was more expected that you're more traditional like even even like just the roles like if you're a male then you know you need to grow up and get a job and be a worker and get a wife and your wife's gonna cook dinner and you're gonna have kids like it was mm -hmm. e even more like you were placed in a role whereas I think now there's definitely like a lot more freedom and like slowly but surely it is becoming more acceptable to to show your personality and um I wonder as we move forward, if we're just going to see that more and more and, you know, you're going to, maybe you're going to go out of your house to the store or something and you're just going to see people just like, you know, just like being themselves and it's going to be like a circus, you know, eventually, maybe, maybe someday. People doing scream showers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you won't even think anything of it. You'd be like, oh, scream, scream shower. <laughs> yep, there's right. Tom. <laughs> There's, there's Tom. Um, yeah, but you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Cause like you can learn things from other people. Like yeah. who knows, maybe someday, you know, if I'm going through a tough time, maybe I'll think back at Tom and I'll, maybe I'll try mm. a little scream in the, <laughs> in the woods. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's actually, I, I, um, so thinking of, uh, Tom scream shower reminds me of, uh, when I was, a teenager remember we were living in that apartment there was like two levels and we we're on the bottom bottom level it was um uh off of main Aaron? street what like, um <clears throat> no not with Aaron. it was uh tiara was that her name she was above yeah, us yeah where where i lived recently yeah that yep. same house. yeah yeah yep yeah so when we were living there um i was a teenager i think and uh yeah you know i was dealing with like a lot of stress and depression and mm -hmm. stuff and um i had this idea <laughs> i had this idea it was kind of like a scream shower idea but it, <laughs> it was more so revolved around, around um like smashing things <laughs> so i went do you remember the basement area um there was like a basement yeah it was like it was, yes. it was not what yeah, I remember the basement. Yeah, it wasn't like nice or anything. No. Um, so I went to the basement and I forget what I took, but there was like some, I don't know, pieces of wood or whatever. And I just started like throwing them and like smashing them. And I tried to use it as like a like a therapy such kind of kind of like the um, scream shower. And I think it worked a little bit like I felt better afterwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my own version of a scream shower that I uh, that I tried once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it does make sense. No, it does. And yeah. it's better to be doing that, you know, in the basement where no one can see you and then, yeah. you know, lash out all of a sudden, you know, like people punch holes in the walls and stuff. And that, you know, in a way like that's in a way that's like therapy, you know, it's yeah. just not like the right time and moment to be doing that stuff. It's just like, that's a really, that's how you release your anger, you know? And yeah. So sometimes you got to do that stuff. Yep. And, you know, like, uh, you know, like crying, I think is good. No, yeah. it sounds weird, but, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll do that, you know, yeah. just, uh, I'll think of something sad or something that something that kind of like is in the back of my mind that I don't really think about. Yeah. And I'll isolate myself and I'll just kind of get deep in, in the thoughts that, you know, I don't really think about because I, if I do, then I'm going to get sad and, you know, I'll just kind of let it out for a few minutes and then I'm fine. You know, I feel better, you know, I don't do it in public, but you should you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> doing a cry be, shower. Be like, be like Tom. Yeah. Be in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Once it's more socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Eventually it'll be weird not to be yourself. Be like, oh, right. that, guy's, <laughs> that guy's just not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> normal. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Someday it'll be like that. Yeah. That's how it should be. And that's a good point. You know, um, we are, I think we are moving in that direction with how things used to be, you know, like in the fifties. Um, I think it was worse now that you say that. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. People, everyone had their role, you know, men had their role, women had their role. <clears throat> and uh, you just, you had to be, behave a certain way and you still do. And it's like a rule, you know, if you, if you don't, then you'll be put in like a mental institution or something and yeah, have experiments done on you. Yep. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's why, you know, people are scared to be themselves. Yep. Uh, it's just, that's what you need to do to survive in the environment that we live in. Not like you said, not so much today, but especially back then, that's you had to. Yeah. Uh, and if if you look at, but like, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like that is like what we had to do, though. You know, I think. You know, men had to be a certain way. Women had to be a certain way. That's just how it was back then. And luckily, you know, time changes and it's, you know, it's good that it's not really like that anymore. But, you know, every, you know, historical, you got to put it in historical perspective, you know, like, that's just what we had to do to survive. And, 
you know, we're still kind of used to that. And, you know, it looks like we're kind of moving away from it and people are individualizing more and more, which is good because everybody, I do believe everybody is unique in a way, you know? Oh yeah, totally. And we all have different perspectives and different ideas and that needs to be shared. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Um, and there are plenty of countries that are like well behind us where it's more like the fifties or even earlier where like, you know, like, like some of the Arab countries where like women still have like very little rights or they have, right. to, like, they can't show their face or go to school mm-hmm. or where if it's, you can't buy alcohol, it's illegal. Or if it's illegal to be gay, um, you know, there's still a lot of places in the world where it's it's like how the US was, you know, um, you know, 60, 70 years ago or worse in some cases. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know, it's it's going at different rates at different places. But yeah, um, you know, it is it is cool to see the different personalities. You know, I find myself in some of my classes just being so entertained by some of the personalities and I'm I'm so glad I get to see them. Because mm-hmm. I have other classes that are very antisocial, where some usually my classes they develop like a personality of their own, um, and sometimes the mm-hmm. class's personality, if it's enough antisocial people, the class will just be quiet. You know, yeah, like a bunch of like me, me and yous would it would be a quiet classroom, right? Um, and those classes are like. The benefit is you're not gonna like have disrupt disruptions and stuff like that. So it's it seems easier to teach, but at the same time they're like not having conversations about the math. Mm. The class generally isn't as fun. But mm. I've had a couple classes recently where it's like the kids are just like they're so expressive of who they are, and it's great to see. You know, it's, it's, you know, they, they make you laugh and you can have great conversations with them. And, you know, we're not, they're not always the most on task group of kids, but it's still like fun. And it's, you know, to have that downtime where you're joking around and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it, it is, it is nice to have that. And it's, it's way more enjoyable for me as a teacher than if it was just like every class was like regimented and it was like, okay, everyone be quiet and take your books out like that would suck and i would hate that yeah you know the fact that i get to see who these kids are and have conversations with them and you know learn about their lives a little bit is is fantastic and it's it's really the most joy i get out of teaching yeah i mean it's probably it's that's probably it's I think that's very important, you know, for not only you, but like the students themselves to be able to like almost, you know, no one looks forward to going to school, but like, I'm sure if you have a class like that, that's like, you you can kind of relax and be entertained. Probably a lot more enjoyable, you know, and yeah, it's definitely important to be on topic, but at the same time, you know, sometimes that's not always the most important thing. No, you know, so yeah. it's good to have like the the combination. Yeah, and you know, 
So yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely it'll be on task at times. But like, and then like if I think about past teachers that I've had, like the ones that I remember and enjoy, it's always the ones that like showed their personality the most. And those are usually mm. the ones that had like the most humor, humor in the classroom. Like, um, I don't know if you, I had this math teacher in high school. I've, Mr. Romano. Did you have Mr. Romano? Uh, I remember him. I think he died like right before I got there. Oh, or retired. But anyways, he he showed he would tell stories and he would tell jokes. Like he would just be himself, mm. and I loved that class. Like he he got off topic sometimes, but I really enjoyed it and it was fun. And um, I had this college professor who was like a similar, very similar. He showed his personality a lot during class and he would tell jokes and tell stories, still teach the content, but he would, you know, he would tell stories and stuff. And those are always my favorite classes when, mm -hmm. you know, I get to see the personality of the teacher and mm -hmm. it just, it makes it so much more enjoyable for the student. And, and I'm actually just kind of thinking about this for the first time, but like, for me, it, it's like a lesson. The lesson is, you know, even as a teacher, like be yourself a little bit, the kids will, yeah. will enjoy the class much mm. more than if mm. you're just like being like super strict and kind of like forcing them to do the work without really showing who you are at all. Yeah. And it kind of the same thing applies with my job, you know, like with my role, when I first like started leading the crew, I had, you know, I, I, I wasn't like goofing around at all, you know, it was strictly just business and work, getting the job done. And now that I'm more comfortable, you know, and kind of just joking around with the guys more and they, they, they I think they appreciate that a lot and, kind of just like it makes them want to work you know and and work harder and just because like they have that respect and because that's how i am you know if i'm working with someone and they're not bossing me around then it's like i want to i actually want to you know you know work hard for that person because i respect them yeah you know but it could all you could also get taken advantage of so it's like it's tough. It's tough to find that middle ground. You yeah, know, some people will take that, and you know. yeah, there's definitely a balance to it. Yeah, there is. So one one of the um, things I think about in terms of um, showing your personality is um, it is that it can be hard to do if you're kind of a naturally antisocial person or if you're mm -hmm. depressed or whatever. Um, so, which makes me think that, like, the more you work on yourself, like, your own, like, happiness and confidence and things like that, the easier it will be for you to show your personality. Um and I know for myself, like, just thinking back to when I started teaching, um, I was, I didn't really show my personality at all when teaching. And I, I had this very um, drill sergeant kind of mentality. Um, uh, and that's what I thought teaching was. 
I thought right. it was you have to be strict and scary to make the kids do their work. That's what I thought teaching was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I tried. But since then, that was like 10 years ago, I've slowly changed to <laughs> becoming the exact opposite. Um, and I show, I don't show a ton of personality during my lessons, but I am definitely much more myself now than I was. Um, I feel comfortable uh, doing that and being myself. And what I've noticed is the last the last couple of years, I've my classes have been so much better and so much less stressful. And initially, my initial thought was like, wow, the students now are much better than they used to be, much better behaved, much happier. But then I started thinking on it. And what I think is it's not the students that have changed. It's myself that has changed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the classes are much more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. I'm less stressed out. The students are less stressed out. And that's why the classes are better. It's not, it's, I mean, the students are different than they were 10 years ago, but they're not drastically different. But the way I teach, I think is drastically different. And I didn't even realize it because it's been kind of a, a, a slow change uh, for me. Um, over the years, it wasn't like one day I just decided to suddenly, you know, uh, teach differently. Um, it's been kind of a slow change. I've so slowly become like a little bit more social over the years, um, you know, just naturally and, um, you know, just working on myself and stuff. I've become more confident. And as I've gotten more confident, I just started naturally just showing more personality during my classes. Mm. And my teaching has improved so much. And, you know, like when I hear people talk about like how you can improve as a teacher and stuff like that, it's always about like the curriculum, like, Oh, mm. you know, uh, use this style of teaching or use this textbook or, you know, use this method, but it really it has nothing to do with that. Teaching is really all about your confidence and how, 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 how happy you are and how much you take care of yourself. That's really, it's the most important thing to teaching. And it's really the most important thing to any job or for anyone. You know, you're going to be the best at your job when mm -hmm. you're taking care of yourself and you're happy and you're feeling good. That's when you're going to be at your best. So by simply just focusing on, you know, living, you know, being as healthy as I can possibly be and, you know, living my best life outside of work that has um that has um kind of brought itself into my job and into my teaching and my my teaching has improved uh dramatically yeah that's a good point and thinking about how you're a teacher you know you're teaching kids and that's gonna rub off on them you know, like that's the future, it's like yeah. those kids that you're teaching, you know? So I remember like you were saying, your, your favorite teachers is the same thing with me. Like my favorite teachers, I remember them specifically 
it was it was always the guy teachers yeah i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> i i hated all the female i and, and that's not even a sexist thing it's just like i didn't hate that i didn't hate them we're gonna get canceled you gotta be canceled. i know i know i'm not saying you know but <laughs> gotta make it clear it's just i had more fun in the classes and i did better in the i like i performed better in the classes yeah, yeah. because it's you know and it the same probably goes for some of the some of the girls you know they probably did better with some of the female teachers you know it's the same thing you know they just but i think there's something about like a guy teacher like they're just like funny and like they talk about sports yeah. <laughs> it's just like relatable yeah and you think you know um, and it it, it, yeah. it keeps you intrigued you know yeah do you think that has anything to do with um the way we are as a society in terms of the way and this is this is a stereotype but i i think it's kind of true as well well it's mostly i'll just say it's a stereotype um yeah yeah so here, here's <laughs> here's the stereotype the way play it safe yeah the, so the stereotype is the way that women get men is by using their looks you know and the way that men get women is using their personality so it's yep. almost like an instinctual thing where or a survival thing where men have to be funny and they have to be entertaining in order to survive in order to keep the species going so they can find a mate and so they can breed so do you think that has anything to do with that kind of instinctual sense that men have um making its way into the classroom i i mean it makes sense to me and that was another thing i was thinking about and i'm not trying to get us canceled but <laughs> you know just sometimes i think about things it doesn't mean they're right it's just like thoughts that i have Imagine if we get canceled. We're <laughs> on the news. <laughs> the time capsule podcast is no longer. <laughs> we, we've truly run out of news stories. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's like, all right, yeah, whatever. Just cancel us. We're screwed anyways, if this is what we're focused on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh I think, I don't know. I, I was thinking about like, uh, I watched like a lot of like stand up comedy, for example. And it's, it, this might not be true. There, there are a lot of funny female comedians, but it's dominated by men. It is, yeah. And there are way more funnier you know, male comedian. And it's the same thing with sports, you know, it's just dominated, but because men like sports. Yeah. And, you know? and women dominate like fashion. They dominate fashion and uh, uh, reality TV. Yeah. And cooking and doing laundry. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to hear a funny joke? Yeah, sure. Um, why don't women need to wear a watch? Why? Because there's a clock on the stove. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
Remember? I think we're maybe both thinking about the same thing. Remember what dad said? Yep. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely was just thinking about that. <laughs> I cook. I clean. I do the laundry. Well, keep up the good work. <laughs> that was that was like the best punchline I've ever heard in my life. Like that was like twenty years ago, and it's still it's the best thing I've ever heard in my. Life. Yeah, that was great. that was the best comeback. Like it was, it was. He was good at those. <laughs> He was it, like as 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 horrible and traumatic as like a, a lot of their arguments were. <laughs> he had a lot of. <laughs> there were some, there were some funny moments thrown in there for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a very he had a really really good sense of humor. Yeah, he was a comedian. He was. He really. Yeah. 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 He he liked making people laugh. Uh, you know, that which that's you know, that can also be kind of like a bad thing at the same time if that's like all you care about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that was like a big <clears throat> that was like a big part of him was just getting approval from other people. Yeah. making people laugh and that's how a lot of the patents that's how the patents are you know yeah, all, really all the male is. all the male patents all the patents yeah just a bunch <laughs> of comedians <laughs> it's just like we talked about all the males are like comedians yeah. and all the females are like you know proper and you know <laughs> yeah. like remember remember grandma she was always like you know wanted everything to be like nice and tidy and no like no like inappropriate jokes or anything and then yeah. grandpa was like the opposite. He was like, you know, making all these jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember uh being down the river, we had like a fourth of July party. And this is just another thing that was it was just like the funniest thing, you know, like just how like those guys are, you know, Nats and Yeah. Uh, grandma was like she had like cups or something, she had a cup. And it was messed up. Like, you know, it was like, I think it was like me and like a few other of the Pats and kids were just sitting there. And grandpa like knocks the cup out of grandma's hand. And grandpa's like, pick it up. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just straight up knocked the cup out of her hand. And he was like, pick it up. <laughs> oh, man. Did she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like he was laughing you know like, i i don't know thinking back now it's like, you know, <laughs> at the time it was hilarious <laughs> should have maybe should have maybe called someone <laughs> i know <laughs> and then uh i'll also never forget when we first moved when after grandma passed and we moved in with grandpa um I think it was like a few days or what I, I I moved in there first and it was like my first night with grandpa and he was like, I still don't know how to work the washing machine. So you're going to have to figure that out. He's like, giving me like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, you want a pizza? And I was like, yeah, 
Like I thought he was gonna make it. He yeah. just like frozen pizza and throws it at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, I think grandma did all the cooking. Yeah. yeah. Although well, he was a caterer, was a, but Yeah, he was a caterer when, you know, family was around. Yeah. I'm sure when it was just those two, I'm sure grandma was like a slave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, that was that was you know, and that's that just plays into exactly what we were talking about, you know. That's how it was back in the day, you know, in the fifties. They had their roles. Grandma had her role as you know, the the maid, and then grandpa did his thing. Yeah. But from what I hear, you know, it sounds like they really did like work together and you know, I I, I don't think grandma i don't want to say like she was a slave i think grandpa was he i think he did a lot of work you know and uh but it was traditional you know how grandma was you know how she was and it was just like the most traditional couple you can imagine you know yeah oh yeah yeah super super traditional uh family all the way around with the Mm all the kids and you know stuff like that to uh to immigrants um yeah yeah mm. really just like a perfect story um you know they both moved here right from yeah grandpa was from lithuania Romania? lithuania yeah lithuania grandma was from Ah, where was she from? I know I heard it before. Jamaica? I'm just kidding. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have Jamaican grandma. Yeah. The somewhere. whitest family in the world. <laughs> Gotta be somewhere in Europe. Um, yeah, no, definitely somewhere in Europe. Do you know how they I forget met? where. I have no idea. Never even really thought about that. Uh, oh. Honestly. Yeah, we should we should good... um we should get Judy on as a guest. And uh she can talk about grandma and grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Our first guest. <laughs> um our aunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at with the podcast. It would be cool though to learn about to learn about them um absolutely and i honestly like i there's times where i think about calling judy just like ask questions because i'll I'll find myself thinking about things about like dad or grandpa grandma and i'm like there's only one person who will straight up tell me like what happened (laughs) yeah yep so definitely i mean it's not a bad thought yeah maybe yeah maybe the next time you know, if you if you don't talk to her, maybe the next time we, we see her, we can talk to her about that. Um, you know, that's not that's actually not a bad idea. That'd be pretty cool. Bring her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. As long as we're not canceled by the time we. Oh, I know. Bring her on. Um, yeah, we're. 
clearly we, you know, we're sexist and you know. <laughs> um, it is funny though, like how we're talking about your male teachers are like had more of a sense of humor. <clears throat> then you just look at the Patsons, and it's just like <laughs> you can just see it, like because they were they were all brought up in the same house, like like Laura, yeah. uh, like the seven siblings. There's four males, three females. And all all four of the males, including the father, who's grandpa, they're all comedians. They all yeah. have amazing senses of humor. Yeah. Like amazing. And then yeah. you look at the the four females, the three daughters and grandma. It's like I mean they're they have their own little senses of humor, but mm. it's it's their their sense of humor is like they use it so much less than the males do. And they're a lot more serious yeah. with the males. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even though they're all in the same house, they're all having the same experiences, the males ended up like so differently than the females. Yeah, they took after grandpa. Yeah. They all did. I mean, they're yep. all, if you combine all those guys, that's grandpa, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And like, they're all, they're all kind of different, but they're yep. like the same. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. Yeah. All that combined is grandpa. And then oh, yeah. same with the female. Yeah. Like combine all those, that's grandma. Yep. Yeah, totally. And grandma wasn't <clears throat> she was funny in a way. Like she yeah. was like more like just like the, she would I remember like she would always call me Jeffrey and like that was funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the stuff like that was funny. But like <laughs> she wasn't like a comedian. You know? Would she call you that jokingly or ser as no, serious? No, she was serious. Almost every time I saw her, almost maybe she was <laughs> doing it. I don't know. I don't know. But she always called me Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. And then would be like, that's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when it was like early 2000s when cell phones were becoming a thing and they both got their first cell phone yep that was that was pretty funny that was funny yeah they were like trying to figure out how to, like yeah. they each had their and like <laughs> grandpa was like all right go in that room and i'll call you <laughs> <laughs> grandma goes in the living room and they're like trying to call each other <laughs> uh, that was funny yeah yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, when I think about like my male teachers, um, I definitely had a better time in those classes and I, I did better. Like I got better grades because like I wanted to be there, you know? Yeah. And the female teachers, it was like, like you said, they're just more serious and it was just like intimidating almost you yeah. know a lot of pressure and yep you know so yeah um, um and like if you think you mentioned stand-up comedy and the reason why stand-up comedy is so entertaining is because the person is just expressing themselves you know just like yeah. the teachers you mentioned you had more entertaining ones that express themselves that's all stand-up comedy is it, it is. is just showing who you are and you have to be yourself. You can't be fake as a stand-up comic. No, 
you have to be yourself. That, yeah. that that's why each stand-up comic is so unique, whether it's like a a, a Bill Burr or mm. an Adam Sandler or a Chris Rock. You get a completely different, unique experience from each one because they're showing their own unique personality and stories. Um yeah. And you can't be fake because it's so it's you can see right through it. It's so transparent. Oh, yeah. oh totally. And that's probably like you said, that's probably why there's a lot more male comics because it's instinctually it's probably just more natural for males to use comedy in their day-to-day lives. So it's gonna naturally translate translate to more males becoming stand-up comics. Um because here's here's an interesting thought. Oh sorry, finish, finish. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, uh, it's easier to laugh at a male, you know, it's easier to make fun of a guy than it is a oh, woman. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So men also have, I think just over time, like, <clears throat> this is like easier for us to make fun of ourselves. Yeah. You know, whereas women, it's like they have to be perfect. You know, they have to look perfect and act a certain way. And with men, it's just like, yeah, like I'm a piece of shit and I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> laugh at me. You know, it's yeah. easier to laugh it's at not, men. It's not as like, funny. It's not as funny. It wouldn't be as funny if a overweight woman went on the stage and was like, <laughs> no. yeah, like I, I don't take care of myself. I, I change. Yeah. Myself. Like, that wouldn't be as funny, right? That'd be more like sad. I well, don't know. there was a uh, Ro- Roxanne, Roseanne, or Ro- Ro- Roxanne, Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Roseanne Barr. Roxanne. Yeah, I don't know. That's a very different person, I think. Yeah, you're totally. That's complete opposite of what we're talking about. Um, Roseanne, she's kind of like that. She, she has like that sense of humor. She that's does. like the one that's like the one that I can think of off the top of my head. That's like, yeah. you yep. know, she's fat. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. It's easy. Totally. She makes fun of herself. Yeah. You know, she's funny. And it, and it is funny. She is funny. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Uh there there's a, a comedian I just discovered this weekend, actually, that's really funny. Uh Shane Gillis. Have you ever heard of him? No. Oh, you gotta you gotta check him out. Uh, there's very few like comedians that I really like and he's like top three hmm. like I, I just found him this weekend and it's like he's hilarious yeah. we should um, bring him on the podcast he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah after Judy he can, he can yeah. come on yeah he'll be our second guest but uh, I was just thinking about that because that's kind of like what I how I spent my weekend oh yeah I found him I kind of like name? Ben- uh, Shane Gillis. Okay. Giving him free publicity right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not a sponsor or anything. We're just we just like his comedy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, there's very few. I, I would say like Bill Burr's my favorite, and then Louis C.K. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. George Carlin. Mm. And that's really like that's that's it right there in terms of like guys that i like i like uh tosh daniel tosh too yep 
He's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, Shane Gillis. He's hilarious. He's funny. Okay. Did you like? Did you like Bob Saget stand up? I, yeah, I did. Um, I tried searching for it recently, and I couldn't find any of it. Really? No. Maybe I didn't look close enough. But uh, do you think? Do you think I, he had that? He had that Adam Carolla service where they they get rid of all his uh stuff that have. would. And make him not look, uh, he, not look good. He must have. Yeah, because like, they said like uh, he was in his hotel and like <clears throat> there was it was he he said it was like perfect like <laughs> like Danny Tanner was the one. Who, you know? <laughs> He's just laying there in a suit. <laughs> yeah, it was like a vacuum still plugged in. <laughs> he just cleaned the room. He just died of being too nice and proper. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no way there must have been like needles and i don't know yeah an escort did they did they say how he died i just remember they said it was something in his brain he hit his head like a couple oh, okay. days before and mm. he i guess he like he hit his head and then didn't realize you know uh like internal internal bleeding in his head something like that and he didn't he didn't realize it was like severe yeah but that's scary yeah like the amount of times i've hit my head and then yeah. i'm like i'm totally fine and then this dude like knocks his head on a table and he's dead yeah that's yeah that's scary yeah. but who knows how who knows what it really was you know i don't think yeah. we really know no Yeah, could have had Adam Carolla come in, hide all the, <laughs> hide yeah. all the stuff, all the dildos, and the. There's probably a goat in there. <laughs> dildos and goat. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that was part of his stand-up. Dildos and goats. No, uh, uh, having sex with a goat. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy in the crowd, Jared, was like, "Jared, <laughs> don't fuck a goat." <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> uh, Bob. Yeah, good old Bob. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, he's, uh, I saw, um, I saw a, a Tom Green stand-up recently. I thought he was pretty good. Oh, really? Tom Green stand-up? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Huh. Yeah. I, I, yeah, um, I heard him on a podcast a couple days ago. He, yeah. He's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He is. He still has that character. Yep. And he um I yeah. I bet it, I bet his stand up is good. Yeah. And um his YouTube, he's got a YouTube channel. And um it's not a comedy YouTube channel. 
he films himself with his dog just like doing stuff like outside like chopping down trees and stuff <laughs> um like he lived in a he lived it he so he's from canada he he did a a van trip where he lived in his van and he drove like through the deserts and like the southwest uh us and he's just filming it and making youtube videos but there was no comedy it was just like him and his dog and like him living in his van traveling and um it it was just cool because like you i only knew him as this like insane comic like we talked about earlier i had no idea who he actually was really um but it was cool to see him just like out with his dog because you could tell he was happy like this is this is what mm. he like really enjoys he like he enjoys just being out walking with his dog you know traveling you know seeing nature um it was it was cool to see like that's him and his like ideal natural environment um you know obviously he's great with the comedy stuff but it was it was cool to just to see him you know um you know being in kind of his his ideal environment with his dog huh yeah it's, it makes you appreciate guys like that a little more yeah yep and you know that's i like podcasts i really like podcasts um because there's like so many of these guys that i you know like uh that i used to watch you know growing up like uh steve-o he has a podcast that I like. Mm. I used to watch him on Jackass and like, he's yeah. just like a totally different person. Like he's, he's like sober, you know, he's just like not the same person Yeah. and it's cool. Like hearing him talk, like, you know, it's just like more relatable and it makes me appreciate like who he was, you know, a little more and same with Tom Green, you know, thinking about just like how he has a normal life, just like me, but he's, he also has, this other talent you know and he's able to do that and kind of you know it makes you appreciate that a little more yeah yeah it does it's um you know <clears throat> my um uh stephanie and i watch some uh we watch uh vloggers like different disney vloggers on uh, youtube and there was this one that I have always liked the most who's he's this happy cheery guy big obese guy um and he he's he's just so jolly and he gets so excited when it when a new food item comes out like a new <laughs> cupcake <laughs> he gets so happy and at the same time I feel bad for him because you can yeah. tell he's just feeding his obesity which is sad but it, it, in the moment he's very happy um uh, yeah, yeah but there's this other vlogger um who doesn't do a lot of disney stuff he just does he, he does a daily vlog of like whatever he's doing that day and so if like you know he's if he's taking you know um, sometimes he'll just like walk through like a, a desolate town kind of a rundown town and it'll just show you like how the towns run down like oh this 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 store here hasn't been in operation for like 25 years he likes doing stuff like that you know just just 
you know, he, whatever he's doing that day, you know, he films, you know, if he's going on a, a bike ride through trail through trails or whatever, even when he's like flying somewhere, he'll show the process of like boarding the plane and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that, you know, it might sound like that content is more boring than like someone who's going to like Disney theme parks and stuff like that. But I've come to really appreciate this vlogger who's filming his day-to-day activities because he's showing like himself and what he actually does. And he's, he's showing his personality and he's showing who he is. And, you know, you more so get to know him versus this Holly Jolly guy who's, you can tell he's just kind of putting on a persona and, you know, it's, it's, Mm. it's funny, but it's also very gimmicky and you don't really get to know him. You, the only portion of him you get to know is him getting giddy over a new cupcake which that's not really how you get to know someone but by watching this other vlogger do all these different things and you know he's he's talking to the camera almost like he's talking to you and you you get to learn his personality and what he thinks and stuff like that those those vlogs have become a lot more enjoyable for me than the disney ones simply just because, you know, I actually get to learn about this person, like who he is. Um, mm. And it's not fake at all. Like we talked about with the teachers, they're showing their personality more, which is more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch a lot of Disney vlogs or not. But... Um, no, no, I don't. No, 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 I have never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't watch any vlogs, but <laughs> you know what you know what a vlog is. Uh, it's when someone like travels and they record or like, yeah. um, yeah. I, no, I know what a vlog is. I just yeah, not really watch. Yeah, yeah, but that's cool though. I I get what yeah. you're saying. Like, it's cool to be able to see someone just being themselves and you know experiencing life and and it's real. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It just, it goes to show you, like, you know, just expressing yourself to come full circle is, you know, in terms of, you know, um, being the most entertaining for other people, you know, when you're expressing who you really are, that's, that's when people more so, you know, want to listen to you and uh, want to be around you. Right. Yeah, no, it's, that's, well, I mean, it goes with everything, you know, it's like, um, like comedy and uh, like, I'm a big stand-up comedy fan. There's like, but there's this, it's hard to find like good ones because like so many of them, you can just see right through it. And it's like, you're clearly just like putting on a certain persona. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's hard to find like the, the realness, but you're starting to see more of it, you know, more and more. Yeah. Which is good. And, you know, that's what we need we need people like that to be able to show us like it's okay to be yourself and, and say what you want to say, you know, we yeah. need that. Yep. Cause yeah. like everyone's people are just afraid, you know, yeah. people are afraid of saying yeah. what they want and 
being themselves, you know, it's like we're censored. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing to be afraid of because we all want the same thing. We all just want to be happy and live nice lives. So there's nothing, there shouldn't be anything to be scared of. You know, we should just no. be ourselves and just appreciate, appreciate our similarities and our differences. Right.